0: Hello and welcome to Walking With Purpose, a podcast where we engage in real, in-depth, comprehensive conversations and discussions regarding social issues, interpersonal relationships, marriage, dating relationships, and anything that moves us. We speak our truth, we stand on our truth as we share our real-life experiences, our struggles, our triumphs, and the lessons that we've learned. I'm Chris. Today, I'm joined by... Santana. Jeff. Today's topic, do you feel safe in this world that we live in? The world we live in appears more dangerous each day. Almost on a daily, I either read or hear about violence or senseless acts committed against innocent people who are going about their daily lives and their daily routines. A few weeks ago, two police officers were ambushed and killed while serving and protecting the community. We are constantly inundated and bombarded with mass shootings, serial killings, child trafficking, high-speed chases on the freeway, random and unprovoked attacks on the street, the schools, at home, churches, grocery stores at the mall, concerts, sport venues. Home invasions are on the rise. Smash and grabs are happening more frequently. There's no more delayed gratification. We want it now. Let's go get it. Screw it. I ain't paying for it. Let's walk into the department store. Let's walk into the jewelry store. Take what we want. Walk past all the registers. Get in our cars and head home. Let's walk into the jewelry store with a sledgehammer. Break the display glass. Take some jewels, take some merchandise, and bounce. Let's rob the weed shop. Let's go in there with guns drawn, take what we want. No need to pay for it. Let's just take it. We are no longer safe in places we once considered a sanctuary. A routine venture to 7-Eleven, the doctor's office, to a restaurant, a movie theater, or a grocery store can be fatal. We are not safe. We are soft targets for criminals and terrorists. The mere boom of illegal fireworks or the shooting sound of firecrackers or a broken window can create chaos and have people running for cover in fear for their lives. I'm nervous. I'm concerned. I'm worried. And at times I'm frightened do you feel safe in today's society in this world we live in Santana? The
1: answer is no. (laughs) The answer is no. There's, there's a, it's, it's scary. It really is. I go to work in the morning early, um, when not everybody is out driving around and stuff. And, and, um, you know, there's things going on early in the morning hours as well. But um, and then just driving home, my whole thought process in both of those instances is to get home safely. You know, avoiding people that don't know how to drive <laughs> is one of them. But just in general, all the things going on. Um, we had an officer involved shooting down the street for me yesterday. That was all over the news. And, um, you know, supposedly the guy had a gun. He was threatening people with it deputies arrived and he was being a cooperative said he had a gun and something went down and he was shot and killed so you know and then i think the day before that there was a dui driver during the day ran the light hit somebody on a motorcycle killed her there's been so much going on in just my area And there has been home invasions. Like you were talking about home invasions, this 90 year old man, this house is being broken into by several individuals. And he was like, uh, F this shot him, shot, killed one of them. The other ones got away. You know, people don't care. They're just, you know, I think they, maybe they saw him. Maybe they knew he, they were, he was elderly and just thought, you know what? I don't even care. We're going to go for it. And he had a gun. You know, personally, I don't have a gun. I have pepper spray and a bat. (laughs)
0: That's what I have in
1: my house. But I have been talking for quite some time about um, getting myself a permit, a CCW permit to carry a concealed weapon um, so that I can carry a weapon on me at all times because I don't trust anybody. It is scary. You don't you don't know what people are capable of. There's a lot of mental health problems going on in this world, too. And some of that, um, I think, is is related to a lot of the crazy. These guys, though, that go and do these smash and grabs, um, are they mentally disturbed? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who does that? And it is going on a lot. Everything you said is, is definitely happening a, a lot more. You know i don't know um i feel like ever since COVID happened and they opened up everything people just lost their minds so i don't know i don't know what's going on but i almost feel like we're living in in some hell because everybody's everybody's just going crazy and i i definitely do not feel safe um but my my uh idea is to have my own weapon at home to protect me and my family if someone were to try to come in here and harm us you just don't know about those type of things things that go on in the dark <laughs> or to the or the day for that matter it doesn't even matter anymore i guess you know you used to think that things would happen at night only but they that's not true there's a lot of daytime stuff going on and it happens every single day they are, They don't care about ambushing officers. Um, you know, there's a lot of defund the police. But you know, if you're in trouble, who are you going to call? Come save you. Come and help you. Um, there's people that don't want to even apply to be a police officer. It's a very. You know, people don't appreciate the good ones that are there to to do their job and take care of people. I definitely am working on steps to ensure the safety of me and my family. I just got to get it all together, but it's going to happen.
0: Jeff, how about you? Do you feel safe?
2: Truthfully, um, at times I have fear that does pop up and I understand it because, you know, this flesh that we live in, it, it will cause us to do that, to have that fear. I think both you, Chris, and Santana have both expressed it very well. Santana so kind of saying that it's like we're living in hell, and I quote this right here because it's interesting. You know, Chris, when you brought this topic up, uh, this just happened to be uh, one of my devotions, and I just want to share this with both of you. It's coming out of Second Timothy, and it's uh, chapter three, and it said this: "But know this that in the last days perilous times will come, for men and women will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money." Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unliving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its powers. I thought about this topic. The fear that I have is seeing, of course, anyone get hurt. Those in my family, those that are my friends. And so I do worry about that. The fear to help me subside it is through prayer daily to help me navigate through it because if you get so caught up in fear, it can paralyze you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't want to be paralyzed. Am I more observant? Yes, it makes me more observant of things around me how people are acting, how they're interacting. And all those things I read, those are the results. If you listen to all the words that I talked about of loving, all those things, not listening to parents, all those things are contributed to the heart of men and women that have us in this fearful state. People are so into themselves. They're so, you know, lacking in caring for other people that this is the result of it. We have Mm -hmm. to worry about, you know, driving like Santana said, driving home, worried about the person. If they next to you, they smoking, they smoking weed or they drinking or they have something going on with them on top of mental issues. You know, she might just want to pull over and move over and they don't like it. So they react off of it. It's it's to that state. And a lot of that is inside of us that is causing the outside to look so crazy. Uh, Honest truth. I fear more for my grandkids than I do for myself. Mm. I feel more for my daughter when she's out there than myself. I don't see what we see. They're not being aware of things as much. My daughter still being young, not being aware of the different things that could occur. So that that's what probably brings me more fear. But I think truthfully, instead of fear, I would say sadness. Mm. Sadness for where I see mankind going to. We're getting up in age, but we're not elderly, but how are elderly going to be treated, which we could become in the the years coming up? What do they have? How is someone going to take care of them through all this craziness? You know what I mean? And our grandkids. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I fear for all of our, all three of our grandkids, like, and our kids that are raising them. Right. What they got to deal with. You know what I mean? Like. They're trying to like raise their kids, and and you know give them the best they can, like we did, mm-hmm. all three of us. But now they gotta worry about these outside circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they gotta worry about sending their kid to school, right? They gotta worry yeah. about oh, I can't just let my kid go to the mall because they up in there snatching kids from the mall. Yeah, you know what I mean. All those type of things, and and I think Satella so said it is like COVID brought this out. It revealed our real issues. Mm -hmm. It revealed our real issues at home. It revealed our issues at work. It revealed our real issues in our government, in our state, in our country, everything. And maybe it's becoming more of taking care of our families and then taking care of people outside of it that we have definitely misrepresented or don't having showed the care that we should. So that's that's kind of me. I have some fearness, but I also have some sadness for human me and for humanity.
1: I was just <clears throat> thinking about what you just said too. Look, um we got a notice for my city that you can't even drop your kids off at the mall. There's kids are not allowed under the age of eighteen. You cannot be at the mall now without a chaperone that's twenty one years mm-hmm. of age or older at the mall. Mm-hmm. And that happened. I, I, I thought it was interesting because Knott's Berry Farm just had exactly. all yes. these fights, right? Yeah. And they put out this thing that now you cannot be at Knott's Berry Farm without an adult. Mm-hmm. And I remember being young and my mom, back in the day, dropping me and my friends off. We'd be there from morning till night, chilling, going on rides and having a good time. We weren't there causing fights or anything, but I mean, how times have changed, right? Now you now you need a chaperone. You need a chaperone at the mall. Are you serious? But there's so much going on at the mall, like that's just ridiculous.
2: It's ridiculous. Yes, and and I and I saw that, and that's why I talk about the hearts and the minds of people have changed, and we Mm. see it going downward, because it's like, okay, yeah, we can't go to the mall, we can't do things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, they were sitting at home. What kind of stuff were they being, they were listening to, what kind of stuff were they viewing? All yeah. was any of it about, you know, loving humanity or was it all about what is, what am I going to get out of it? How can I make money? How can I miss people? How can I step over people mm-hmm. to make my money? And then, then precipitate that now And it went from being locked in the house. Now they're outwardly displaying what they learned in the house. Yeah. And now it's coming out in these crazy ways.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, it's sad.
0: I don't feel safe. My head, when I step out of out of my home, my head is on a swivel. I'm just watching, always watching, always observing. I don't carry a lot of cash with me anymore. It's usually a credit cards. So if somebody decides to jack me, then I, I'm going to give it up. I'm not going to sit up there and fight or, or debate or even, even with my car. If you want it, you can have it. Here's the keys. Late at night when I come home, uh, you know, I got my I got my little partner with me. You know, you will give somebody between nine and I guess, sixteen reasons uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to <laughs> to, right. think, to think twice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, my head is on a swivel. I'm just cognizant of my surroundings, and like you said, Jeff, how people act, how people are acting. Uh, if there's an argument and I'm trying to distance myself from it, I'm not trying to get involved in anything. I'm not trying to be a Superman. I am observe and report. <laughs> that is my stance now. I'm not going to jump mm-hmm. in, any, in any situation, try to help somebody, help save anybody. Anybody, that's not going to happen. But I'll definitely observe and I'll definitely report and I'll definitely call 911. What precautions have you taken to ensure your safety and that of your family? like for instance do your kids can you find the location on your phone or do you guys sync up like that
2: yeah I would, I would have to say that uh like even now I have my son my daughter my wife all on live 360 mm-hmm. so I do have them on there so I can know where their whereabouts if something goes down Uh you know again at the house man uh I have my alarm system mm-hmm. you know what I mean I have my alarm system I think I'm about to um uh, to put another camera out above my driveway that that can give me more access there. And then the other part has been talking to my neighbor, Mm -hmm. you know, my neighbor had his Cadillac converter, you know, taken off his car, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right out of his driveway. You know what I mean? So he, they're getting the camera installed in the front and me having a, a camera as well at my front door. So, you know, I have taken the precautions, man. I used to sometimes didn't turn my alarm on, when I leave the house. Mm-hmm. Now I turn it on all the time. Mm-hmm. I turn it on. If my daughter is here, I have it just on here and she knows it. Uh, so i am taking those types of precautions for that. And when you talk about your kids, like, man, if we're at a park, or we take them anywhere. I have my head is on a crazy swivel. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it is like that. Even if me and my wife are going out somewhere, I'm watching. Like, if we're going somewhere, I'm behind her, viewing it mm-hmm. front, behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, you know, check it out. When we come out of the theater, if there's kids hanging around, and I know they, you know, maybe I don't want to uh, stereotype them, but think that they're up to no good, I still got to keep an eye on them. Like eye contact <laughs> is important. Couldn't.
0: Eye contact is definitely important. Very Make much. eye contact with those
2: fools. And, a, and I'm even to the point of looking at people like if mm-hmm. people are standing around watching too long, right. you know, hey, I might go into a spot and say, hey, you might want to check this person out because I think they stand in there and I don't see them doing anything but just standing there. Right. So there's a reason for that. You know, right. you know, we got to check them out like that. So that's the unfortunate thing.
0: What about you, Santana?
1: I have um, cameras on my driveway and my front door. Um, I do need to get more, though. I want it to go like all the way around my house. Mm-hmm. But I'm always watching. Always, my thing is set up. You know, it doesn't even matter if a car is driving by or a cat's in the driveway. I know when something's there, so I'm I'm constantly watching all of that. I probably should have um, everybody on a location thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person I have on their location is my youngest. Mm-hmm. My youngest daughter. She's 24. I know where I know where she's at. You know, she usually tells me, and I and I tell them, you know, hey, I know you guys are grown, but let me know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Where you're going? I don't have need to know all the you know little details, but you know, are you coming back? What's the status? I need to know what's going on what general area you're going to be in, things like that. You know, so my kids, my kids know to be looking out, and and I I know I don't feel safe if they're leaving in the evening time. And I used, like I was saying earlier, like it used to be just the night, but things go on during the day. It Mm -hmm. doesn't even matter. It's gotten worse. It just got worse. They just don't care. You know, so I'm always telling my kids, you need to be watching everybody. And I'm, and I don't even care if you're pumping gas. Mm -hmm. I could stand right there at the gas station and I'm looking all at everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's going on. Don't come. Oh, don't even walk over here to me and ask me for money. I don't trust nobody. I don't know. I don't need my windows clean. Thank you. No, <laughs> right. you know, I don't trust anybody or anything going around. And things have just changed with time, social media and all that. You know, that wasn't around when I was a kid or even when my kids were young. It wasn't like it is now. So, yeah, Jeff, when you talk about your grandkids like you're right. I worry about that. And my my kids raising their kids mm. in today's society. Mm. It's scary to me. It's really scary, all the things that you got to worry about now you got to worry about school mass shootings at school too, and it's scary out there. You know what are you gonna do? I, I didn't have those concerns when yeah. my kids were growing up. It's different, yeah. but yeah, the precautions at home, my camera system.
0: Now with my your system's one of them with the alarm, Jeff, does it solicit an armed response from whoever the, the police or whoever is monitoring yeah. your system?
2: Yeah, I'll get a direct response from the company. Mm-hmm. And then after a certain time, it's the PD is tied to the PD in our area. Okay. So they'll respond. It happened when I was on vacation. They responded to my area uh, because I think my daughter had tripped it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, you know, do something in a time frame. And immediately they showed up at the house. So uh, I do have them on that. So I'll be honest with you. I had thought about, you know, starting to shoot a firearm. Yeah. I had yeah. thought about it. You yeah. know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I've never been a gun guy because I'm like Santana. I got about I got about seven bats in locations <laughs> in my <laughs> house. <laughs> and I've been having a bat under my bed since I was like seven years old. And you know I- what
1: I heard, Jeff? <laughs> just just so- <laughs> I heard and I should have this because I heard this. If you get wasp spray, it shoots, what, 25 yards or 25 feet or something from you? Man, you can get somebody right all in the face and everything, and that's got to burn like a mofo. That's got to burn.
2: Okay, so wasp spray. It'll definitely burn, (laughs) but it'll even hurt worse when the bats come in next. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because they can't see, right? (laughs) So then you get to getting that work in, putting that work in. with the.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Santana, do you carry pepper spray?
1: I do. Okay. I have police-grade oh, pepper grade. spray yeah, in my grade. purse. Just marinate show is just marinate yes. them up. <laughs> oh, I will from head to toe. You're going to be burning everywhere. <laughs> you're going to be burning everywhere. I do not care. Yeah, that's that's in my purse daily. So I don't yeah. go anywhere without that. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the, like, like I said, the precautions that I've that I've taken to ensure my safety is yeah, I do carry a firearm. Uh, I carry it everywhere I go. Uh, I have a knife <laughs> that I also mm-hmm. carry. Tasers are also uh, something that I'm looking into because I probably want to tase you. If you're close enough, I'll tase you before I shoot you.
1: <laughs> I need, I need, I listen, I need a police grade one where I can yeah. shoot the prongs yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. And you just go down and I'll just keep jabbing you with it until you, you know, knock yeah. it off. Like yeah. they're coming for you. Stop yeah. moving.
0: Next question is for you, Jeff, because you're an educator. What plan of action has been implemented by the school district to protect the children at your school?
2: Oh, man, it's plentiful, but it's also ongoing as they get new information. Mm. So and we're all, you know, given all these in uh, teacher meetings, we've had law enforcement. We've also had the D.A in our county come down and discuss all the social media forms, you know, things to look for as teachers, on top of the law enforcement aspect of it too, different signs and things to to, uh, to look for. Plus all teachers and any staff on the campus are mandated reporters mm-hmm. for any type of abuse or it anything is- like that. We're constantly getting information. I mean, the information I got, being on campus for a full year this past year, that the DA office gave us on this social media platforms, Man, mm. you talk about what well, have you fearful of the wow. stuff that goes on.
0: A lot of bullying. It's crazy. A lot of bullying on social uh, media.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of bullying on social media. In terms of the different things, we have crisis intervention teams on campus. Mm. All of our campus supervisors have now become CSOs now instead of just campus supervisors. So they're trained in other tactics in terms of, you know, a shooter on campus. Right. Uh, we have designated areas to go on campus where we're supposed to report. For me, being a PE teacher, I have a walkie-talkie. So mm. I'm able to convey my information quickly if I'm in an area that's different than being near a building. So I would have area access to going to certain areas. Uh, so they got the teachers on that. Every door is locked. I think mm. every door is locked in America. And, and except, I don't know what the Uvalde situation, what occurred, but at our school district, every door is locked. So you can't get in there unless you got a key or you got a card. So, you know, we're we're also trained that if it's a kid that ain't in my class and they're walking by, they're in my class now. mm they're just snatched up in my class. Uh, it's a lot of things going on a little bit more in schools for the safety. I mean, we haven't come down to, uh, you know, the got to walk through a, a check for arms stuff mm-hmm. yet, but that would not surprise me. It would will be the next thing that's going to happen though.
0: Metal detectors in school.
2: Metal detectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would not surprise me. You know, it's things like that, that they're really working on and, as you know, unfortunately, when an incident occurs in the country, mm-hmm. then the heightened mentality about safety becomes even crazier. We're, it's, it's ongoing, ongoing exploration.
0: At my job, we have a metal detector where everybody has to come through and we have two armed uh, security guards. Now, I don't know what the limit of the, the scope of their duties are, but they are armed. They also patrol our parking lots. But if anything happens inside the, uh, the lobby, then it is up to us as employees to, to try to de-escalate that first before they get involved. We have two police agencies that are, are adjacent to to our office. So One is the sheriff's and then one is the city police. So we have them, if just in case, on we need their their assistance, and they come quick, fast, and in a hurry. If there's a nine one one call, I've seen them definitely about their business when they come in there. There. Uh, what about you, Santana? Anything at your job that?
1: Um. Yeah, you need a key card to enter the parking lot. Mm. Where I work, um, it's surrounded by barbed wire fences. Um, And then you need the key thing to get into the building as well. You can't get in there unless you have that magic key, you know. And it's not really a key. It's a key card. Yeah. So, you know, and then we do have a camera system around the building so we can see what's going on. You know, and and then where I'm at, we're like a small building attached to the courthouse. Mm. The courthouse is huge probation's also over there, you know, and I don't really know how they have it set up. I don't really go over there. Everybody's carrying, Everybody's carrying over there. So if you're going to bring it, (laughs) you're going to get it back. Right. Just saying, you know, so I'm surrounded by um, a lot of people carrying weapons, Um, the good guys, basically. So, you know, I know that if something were to go down outside agencies and, and such would be all there, because that's just the way everybody operates. It's one big happy family, basically, you know. When things going down over here, everybody chips in, you know, all all the stations and everything. So, I feel I feel fairly safe when I'm at work, but you know, leaving the parking lot, mm-hmm. you know, we are advised occasionally that you know, watch watch your back when you go home, leaving here because. There could be somebody sitting out there just watching and following you home. So mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always on the lookout. I change my uh, the way I drive.
0: Exactly.
1: The different ways I drive home. I change it all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't do the same thing all the time. So I pick different ways, and I'm always watching and observing everything. So I'm just like that, and I don't trust people. So <laughs> there you have it.
0: We have a separate entrance for employees, and we do have a key card that you have to uh, to use to get into the building. But I'm always concerned, you know, about workplace violence, man. You know that okay. So you have this key card to get in, but what if this? What if you, as an employee, wanted to to nut up and, and came in and start acting a fool or shooting everybody? So I'm always worried about that. That's always in my mind, and I'm always, if that happens, I'm always cognizant of the exits. It looks like we've we've touched on a, a lot of good things. And, uh, anything else that we, we can talk about that we can mention? I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. bats. We talked about guns. We talked about uh, waspray, pepper
1: spray. Wasp, waspray. spray I'm telling you, can't afford some pepper spray. <laughs> and let me tell you something. They sell pepper spray at like AutoZone. I don't know if anybody yeah. knows this, but they do have it there. Mm. It, I, I was like, wow, you guys carry peppers, right? <laughs> okay, whatever works, you know, right. and I know I've seen different little weapons that you can carry on your keychain as a woman. Mm. Men can use it too, but I'm just saying, and you can put it on your knuckles and jab the crap out of somebody's eyeballs if you want to. Right. <laughs> them with it. Whatever's going to help you, you get away, you know what I mean? Or putting your keys our, our...
0: in between your, between your fingers. Yes, and... I do that. Yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's different things.
2: <laughs> There's the old brass knuckles. That's what
1: uh-huh. some homemade brass knuckles basically.
2: <laughs> oh man. It's, yeah. It's just sad the world we do live in, but you know, we also do have to be aware and be cautious and and uh you know, be observant because yeah. you just never know. It's unfortunate, but you just have to.
0: Do you feel that we or the youth have a sense of entitlement? That they just feel that they just take what they want. They don't have to pay for it. They don't have to earn it. It's just yes. there. <laughs> it just bothers me. I will me. answer that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yes. it was, but I, but I also understand it from this standpoint. You're right on target with the sense of entitlement. But a but a kid wouldn't know what entitlement is unless they've been allowed to be entitled. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if if they and not only just entitled but. To learn about not stealing, that enough is enough, and what you do have, be thankful. Mm-hmm. They they ain't been taught that, so to go out there and have that entitlement, and and see that it's this way, and and that you can take easy shortcuts, has been all a part of their training. But what if so you're, that's the reason why?
0: But what if you're hungry at home and you don't have food, you don't have. Uh, the means to to feed yourself or your for your family mm-hmm. how do we combat that
2: you know let let's all be honest they've been dealing with that before either one of us was born mm-hmm. i mean truthfully i yeah. mean if you if you think about it that's always been in our world where there's been poor people people needing to have necessities or needs uh, unfortunately it's I think it all just goes back to how we care about people. You know what I mean? We sit up here and we talk about we were blessed and fortunate enough, all being minorities, coming out of situations that were tough, and we were still taken care of in certain ways and needs, even though we came out of those tough situations, either having food to eat or whatever. And if we did steal or did something, it's because we just chose to do it. Maybe because we wanted something that we didn't think we could ever get, but we want to get it anyway, and we made those decisions. But realistically, you know what I mean. We 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 kind of like really spoiled. If you really think about it, we're really spoiled in this country because I have um, I have a family members that work in public assistance. There's a lot of people that get public assistance, and it it's adequately accommodating for them and their family, but then they still want more. Mm-hmm. They still want more. So they're trying to figure out how to buck the system, how to do things under the table and try to do all these different things. And, and a lot of it are needs that are not set necessarily what they just got to have. It's things that they want to have that they think they can't get. Mm. And it's because of what they see other people having. And, 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 I can make this case for that. It's like I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I'm looking at all these kids with all these $300 tennis shoes on, okay? But at the same time, I don't see the parent really thinking about other things that the kids don't need because you can take and get three pairs of shoes for that one pair of shoes, and now your child got shoes for the whole year, which is kind of the way our parents thought. Mm-hmm. Hey, because I only got two pairs of shoes a year. <laughs> you know what I mean. One mm-hmm. was for church, and the other one was for school. That's right. And then if we played, and then if we played yeah. sports, then we had our cleats for baseball, you know, for football, and our basketball shoes. Other than that, it was a shoe to go to school and a shoe to go to church. And we didn't have that. Now the kids, I see kids, man, with shoes five different pairs of shoes that I know I've looked up and they're at least 250 to $300. Mm. But they can't afford a PE uniform, Ooh. which is $15. Something's wrong with that picture.
1: You know what, so, <laughs> Jeff, I I, <laughs> I feel like it's almost like, look, you didn't have nothing when you were growing up, right? So you, when you have your own kids, you give them the things that you didn't have or you weren't able to get. And so are we doing our children a disservice by providing those things that we didn't get? Are we spoiling them that way? And then this is where the entitlement portion comes in Mm -hmm. because if you're giving them things and you're not training or talking to them about being a good person, having manners and doing things the right way, you know, if you're not like, it's okay to give your kid $300 shoes, but what else are you giving your child as far as knowledge?
2: You there know? you go, and you're you're hitting all the points. Is what I'm talking about is that okay? You're giving them all these things, but like you said, are you giving them love? Are you giving them knowledge? Are mm-hmm. you giving them are you giving them the love that they need? Right. Because you can give them three hundred dollar tennis shoes and don't love them. Yep. Right. And 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 that's that's the issue that we're seeing because then you see those kids taking advantage of other kids. Mm-hmm. And you got the, and those other kids don't have $300 tennis shoes on, but you do. Mm -hmm. So you're now making problems for this kid who will never probably get that shoe unless the whole family band together to get it for them, for their birthday. You're now, you're still trying to jack that kid, but you got $300 tennis shoes on. And so it it goes back to what's being taught in the home. Mm -hmm. What's important in the home.
0: And what do you need now? Yep. Work ethic. I don't think they're being taught a work ethic. And I think the moral compass has definitely shifted too. I think uh, the morality of, of this world has changed, you know, and then the 60 years that I've been on it, it I've, I've watched the shift change and it's like, it looks like it's getting more detrimental.
2: And so I think you get now, if you think about how we started this podcast today and then you listening to all three of this and what we're talking about as we're getting closer to the end, what are we all talking about? The morality and the heart of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's coming back down to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Think yeah. about that, it, yeah, it's no, coming yeah. back to, it's come all full circle back to the heart of man and woman. And then what do you what what's most important? Is it the the morality, the bring, upbringing of the child? So that not only are they productive citizens, but then they're going to take care of mom, dad, grandmother, grandfather. Are they going to have that ability to do that? Or are they going to be made entitled? And it's all about them. And I can take take. Got to have. Got to have. And it don't matter what anybody else does. Yeah. And and that's what it, it 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 all comes back to the person, the heart of people.
1: Yep. I agree. Yep. And that could explain all the crap going on out there right now, right?
2: It does. It hits <laughs> it right to the What's to the happening core.
1: at home. What happened at home? What happened to you as a child? Mm-hmm. That yes. If you're out here behaving this way, I don't know. There's just there's just so much um Going on and not going on. <laughs> yeah, those it seven, those seven Eleven
0: shootings. Have you guys? Heard, those were two, two dudes. One, one was twenty, significantly, and the other one was forty-four. Years yeah, old? forty-four years old.
2: What well, are here's you this, doing? Here's he had a hit. record though. Yeah. Here's how this, but, is, here's how this hits. But home for me for what you just what y'all just brought up. Right. The twenty year old I used to talk to when he was a freshman. No, oh,
0: wow. Jeff.
2: Wow. No. Yes. Are you
1: kidding me?
2: <clears throat> he was on the freshman foot. He was on the freshman football team. What?
1: What happened? What happened and,
2: here? And to be honest with you, he used it, it, he used to get in a lot of trouble then. But I had you know I had I, I had his audience when he was talking to me. But if the problem is when he leaves. He's got to go back to the environment for which he's in
0: mm-hmm.
2: and in the environment for which he's in he's been okay with being able to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. that kid was a fourteen I was talking to him when he was thirteen fourteen years old mm. Wow, and it only they came call. to my attention when somebody brought it to my attention that was him and as I kept looking at his face, I was going, I remember him
1: they called him a stone cold serial killer
0: yes. And the older dude was just falling back giving directions. hmm The older the dude already guy.
1: had a, a record. He was a felon already. Right, but on he was a parole they, or something.
0: They say he wasn't he wasn't complicit and directly complicit, but he was like instigating directing traffic, telling him what to do.
1: Mm.
2: Because he know a young guy with nothing to lose is gung <laughs> ho and go out there and do it because it don't matter. He didn't when when a child then got to the point where it don't matter, that is probably the most saddest thing ever. Wow. It it, it is. And that's why I, I thank God every day when I listen to all of us and all the things that we've gone through that God has showed his favor on us, that we are able to talk about this and try to help people not only just within our family, but maybe those listening to this podcast, that there is hope if you hear it and make a change.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Agree with you, Jeff.
2: It's very difficult. I saw that kid's face, and the more I saw his face, the more I started remembering some of the conversations that I used to have. What's tough is I was looking at a 13, 14-year-old face. Wow. That now, and I heard this the other day, a guy just like this kid, think about them going in. How how, how long does it take for you to run into a 7-Eleven? You get out of the car. It's three minutes. You go in there. You do what you need to do. Another three minutes. You get back into your thing. You leave. You get out. That's another three minutes. So for six, nine minutes... Of this guy doing this every place he went, he is now staying behind bars for the rest of his life. That's nine minutes.
0: The body language of the adult when I saw him in court, and like you said, Santana, he has a he has an extensive criminal record. And he was just like it was just like nonchalant for him. It was like, you know another day at the office for him. the way he was communicating with his attorney. it was like, you know, he's probably like he was you know giving his attorney some jailhouse lawyer. Jargon. He's
1: nonchalant because yeah. he's been
2: doing things.
0: Yeah. Yes. He's used he's to this. Numb. Time. Yeah, yeah, he's numb, numb to the to time. Numb to the time.
2: Wow. And then, who Who behind, think about it. What family member was behind him trying to snatch him up and trying to do what they can for him, best they could? He probably ain't had that. <sighs> and I would be willing to bet if I, I can't recall all our conversations, but I would pretty much be able to tell you, but nothing happening at home. <sighs> So he's wandering with no accountability and probably no real love.
1: Wow. You know what? All I saw, because I didn't see any courtroom stuff. I mean, I saw the 44-year-old part, like little bits and pieces on the news. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I saw of the the younger guy was one picture and a very smirky-looking picture, you know, like no no remorse. remorse at all uh, and and uh, so when the you know when they said this is a stone cold serial killer <laughs> and you're looking at this picture it matches you know what I mean you just stand there like but there's a kind of a half little piece of smile going on after you just killed some people I uh, <laughs> killed some people
2: and, 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 and innocent people
1: it had nothing to do with anything
2: and, he, and here's the crazy the the thing we're not in his mind, so we can't really know. But at the same time, he's sitting there going, "Well, I'm caught now. Yeah. I'm there to lose. I, I'm numb. Ain't nothing gonna happen. I'm nowhere. I'm going. I'm locked up. And whatever fate is deemed me, is deemed me.
1: Yeah.
2: And that is yeah. the, probably the sickest
1: mm-hmm.
2: like mindset to be in.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and and what people don't realize is, that could be any of us. That could have been any of us. Could have been,
1: yeah, right. Yeah, it could have.
2: And there's going to be people after us. True. And that's really the sad true. part about it.
1: Yep. No, I know. I, I, I get it, Jeff. Like, I, I told my mom before, I'm like, you know what? I know you don't know this, but... I'm lucky to be alive still like nothing happened to me. I didn't take some other roads because I was hanging out with certain groups of people in high school. I was Mm. actually since since probably it started in junior high. My mentality of things and then when I got into high school, I was hanging out with gangbangers and stuff like (laughs) that's Mm. who I was hanging out with. So, you know, there was there, there was drive-by shootings going on, there was stabbings, there was a lot. I was at different locations when this stuff would go down. But you know what? I got out and I went home. And I thought about it, but I didn't, things were not phasing me back then. I used to do stuff that I would never do now. And I would, like, my kids, hell no. <laughs> no, no, no. What are you doing? You're not going to be walking around at night. You know, I would do stuff like that. I would leave a game um, way down at the far end of the city I was growing up in and walk home. And I remember walking home and finding a knife and picking that knife up and going, oh, here's my weapon. Uh, And put it in my pocket and kept on going. It was a long walk. But what the hell was I doing? You know, these are just choices I was making at a young age that were really stupid and reckless. And so I told my mom, like, I know you don't know. You know, because I was never a disrespectful kid to my mother. You know, but there was things I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing. Bottom line, you know, so I'm lucky that nothing seriously bad happened to me during those times. I'm over here just, you know, carefree about everything.
2: I always look at it like this: that God was guiding your steps and keeping you from harm. So He knew He knew where He wanted you to be at. But yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to guide you and guard you, even though every step you take can be your last step.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. Many times, many, many times. Somebody was looking out for me. You're right. You're and, and, so right. And,
2: and, and that's what it's called favor. And so the favor is, is that I I know something about you that you don't know that I'm going to need to use from you later that might save somebody else's life.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: That's how deep it goes. Preach it. Preach it, it Jeff. It, 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 it took a brother like uh, Chris to, to start this for a reason. Yeah. Because yeah. if you looked at our lives before that, we was not thinking about doing nothing like this. No. So there's always a reason for something. The thing is, 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 is to be grateful and thankful. And you know, like we've talked about safety here and fearful to be grateful and thankful for what we have been blessed to have and then to pay it forward for yes. those behind us in hopes that it will help them make better decisions and step in different directions than we did, but have been blessed to be out not in that situation, yeah, but it, it's oh, constant it's constant daily when we walk out the house. We don't mm-hmm. know if we're coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. This is true. This is so you true. You
2: know, we don't know, you know. So with the time we have, we need to spend it in a way that's going to be helping others than to be thinking about ourselves. And that goes back to the morality of stuff that you guys were talking about, where it has gone to have us in this fearful state of a world that we in right now It mm-hmm. is very difficult. and. Yeah you know, it's just tough to see people go through it. It just heartens me every day. The amount of kids that I have crying on my shoulder for what wow. they're dealing with. Wow. Wow. It's hard.
1: Well, they're it's lucky hard. to have you there, Jeff, you know, hey, a little I'm, bit of time just to I'm, give hey. them a ear to you know, I'm, bless, I'm
2: blessed to be there because to be quite honest with you, they bless me more than I think I ever blessed them. Does it keep my head mellow? Yeah.
0: Do you feel a sense of giving back to, I mean, you know, I know you're, you know, you're an educator, but you so you have to have that sense of feeling that you're giving back to, well, to these kids. Well, I,
2: yeah. Because I think of it like this. It's like me and you've been brothers for a long time. We've been around each other for a long time. You gave to me. I hopefully gave to you. Mm-hmm. You gave me your aunt and uncle that were inspirational in my life. You know, you bring Santana here. I get to learn from her experiences, come alongside her. Everything is about giving back. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not about being self- I can't be selfish. I felt like these kids, when you bring out, like, the shoes and stuff, I felt like mm-hmm. the have-nots. Mm -hmm. i remember i got caught Mm -hmm. stealing one time you know i got caught i was stealing like what am i stealing for when i get it anyway you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i'm like really you know what i mean i've been that kid i wanted the shoes i wanted to have the better clothes i know what that feels like i'm always constantly just trying to give back to kids and say hey look your clothes don't make you your shoes don't make you it's the person that's inside of you that makes you Because that shoes can go away. They're going to wear out. (laughs) Clothes are going to go away. They're going to go to somebody's goodwill. But the person that's inside of it, as long as God gives you breath to breathe, you're still viable in this world. But you're not viable when you live in like the world. Because the world don't have nothing to offer you. That's what we've been talking about. What do we see? Fear, guns, shooting. That you know, kid can go into a 7-Eleven, shoot a person, no mm-hmm. remorse. What is that? So, yeah, I, I do feel, Chris, my obligation is to give back. Mm-hmm. That's the time I have left with my job left. It's going to give back. If I stay a little longer, it has nothing to do with me. It'll be because I want to give back with, with the gifts God's given me mm-hmm. to give back. Because, man, what else is there? I mean, I've got a great, I got a, a, a lovely wife. I got a great family. I got good friends. What else do I need? Mm. I, I give back. Right. Because the kids need it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If somebody gave it to me, or I wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah.
0: I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate your thoughts and feedback. For any comments or questions, you can reach out to us at Walking with Purpose Podcast at gmail.com. Here is Santana with today's words of wisdom.
1: Your mind is a magnet. If you think of blessings, you attract blessings. And if you think of problems, you attract problems. Always cultivate good thoughts and always remain positive and optimistic. We get what we think, so think positive. Life will automatically be positive.
0: If you won't stand with me, if you all go with me